I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, know nothing. We know nothing. And today, friends. Guys. I'm, here's the deal. Uh, for those of you who have been listening, long-time listeners. Uh, thank, thank you so much for We're like being in here, the mid-teens yeah. of our <laughs> podcast. But um, as you know, my quest has been to get Carrie Butler to notice us. Yeah. And I'm so excited to say... It, she, it worked. It she has did. happened. Um, and I would My like God. to, uh, I would just like to recount, um, <laughs> we, uh, I mean, this is not a huge secret, but we kind of record ahead sometimes. And so this happened about a few weeks ago. Yeah. But, um, I came home and I had just finished my high school show. It was our last performance. We did the whole after stuff, strikes up, blah, blah, blah. I came home and I noticed I had two, um, Notifications on Instagram, but like, whatevs. I mean, I'm very Two, popular. You know. Just kidding. Uh, I, it was one of those things where I just ignored it and I was like, whatever. And I was like putting things away and like the kids had got me flowers. So I was trying to get those in water and then finally looked at it and realized it said Carrie Butler won. And at first I was like, oh, a fan account yeah. has like followed us and left a comment or has, you know, have liked our posts and left a comment. And then I looked and I was like, wait a minute, because obviously I follow Carrie Butler. Naturally. Um, friends, it was from actual Actual Carrie Butler. Carrie Butler! Who liked, um, Disaster and I believe, um, Strange Magic. Strange Magic. Uh, when we talked about Xanadu and then left us a smiley face emoji as a comment. And, uh, I'm gonna tell you, I was alone in my home. So I did that thing (laughs) where I like, I was like, ah, no one to tell. Like, I, I was like, oh my, ah. And honestly, if it happened like an hour earlier, I would have been with all my theater kids and like, they would have uh, loved a hero. It. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> but now I'm like done. I was like, also, I'm not going to see these kids for another month. So I was like, Tabah. and then I call, I was like, well, I have, I have to tell Lauren. Oh my God, we did it. <laughs> and then, but was like, do I, do I text her? Do I, I mean, I was like going through it all. I was like, oh my God, do I text her? Do I, what do I, no. Oh, no, I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call her. You have to. So I was like, huh, huh. and then, but here's the thing, friends. Lauren and I usually text. We don't like call a ton. We don't very often. And so, unless there's like a thing we need to, yeah, unless discuss. we needed to talk about something. So then I was like, well, it doesn't, we do need to urgently discuss this. It's so true. I called her and she was it. like, um, hello. It was like a very quiet hello where I was like, oh, but I also, are you in a theater? You. What's happening? No, no, no. Yeah. In a way where I didn't register that. Like I register it now, but in the moment I was like, hello, like what? And Lauren. And I was like, bud. And I, and I was like, Lauren. Lauren, Karen Butler has noticed us. And she was like, ah. But no, Lauren was like, oh, bud, that's great. And then she goes, okay, I'm so excited, but I'm in rehearsal and I cannot be excited out loud the way I want to be, but, but I'm so excited. And I was like, okay, bye. And then I like hung up. I so what like was a, on your end? No, no. <laughs> I thought you were dying or something. Sure. And I was like, oh, God, she doesn't me? call me unless something we need to urgently well, discuss something. And especially not, I feel like, on a Sunday. And you knew my show was that weekend. Right. So, like, so there was a lot of things going yeah. on. I was like, do you need help with something? Like, what's right. happening to you? Uh, so you called, and I, I my show is structured in a way where I do have a bit of downtime sporadically. So I, I was at the time where I like oh, had a bit of God. a break, and I was like, I can take this call. I have time. And so I answered <laughs> right. it again. Hello, and <laughs> you were was, freaking out about Carrie Butler. But I was like, the theater I'm working in right now is like very small, so I had like a scream like built into my chest because I was so pumped about it. Yeah, couldn't let it out, sure. and I was like, like what? What do I do? And so I had to be like, dude, I am 
stoked about. Like, sure, like, it was so it cool. Was, like, very contained, <laughs> but in a way that I could tell you were having to contain. I was like really like struggling a little bit. So like I was, was like, I'm so happy about this. I am at rehearsal, so I cannot have the reaction <laughs> I'd like to. Sure, uh, amazing. Like, sure, <laughs> I mean that thing. was like maybe my favorite thing where we just were both like. <laughs> I mean, and I was obviously exuberantly expressing that, and you, I could feel, I could feel the your energy. excitement and like yes, and the energy, but I could also feel you being like. I'm at rehearsal. Yeah. So okay. Well, the stupid um, thing is, like, I wanted to tell everyone around yes, me, but like, of course, it's a it's a vignette kind of style sure. show. So like, some people are on stage, some people are waiting to go on stage, sure. and it's like this whole thing where I'd have to explain the backstory. Where I'm like, okay, so I do this podcast, and my podcast partner has been obsessed with Carrie Butler, and like, really wants her to notice us, and then she did. And then, sure, <laughs> it was a you, lot of build up to like, a stupid sure, thing. where you just. Well, you could have just been like, you guys, I do a podcast and Carrie Butler commented and liked our stuff. Yeah. And then if sure, they were like, well, whatever. Concise. But so, friends, in um, sort of celebration of that, I'm going to wrap up my yeah. deep dive of Carrie Butler career. But I will say, without doing a ton of stuff. So I'm just, we're going to wrap up today with Hairspray. Yes. Potentially her, like, iconic kind of, not what got her started because she was in it before, but her big role that I, I really think got her known. But I would encourage people out there. Go look at the other ones we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Bad Boy, Blood Brothers, etc. She also did, uh, in the Williamstown, Williamstown Theater Festival, uh, a little known show called The Opposite of Sex, which was a movie starring Christina Ricci. That's also great. Cool. Um, Rock of Ages, she was a replacement. Listen to that if you like 80s music. Yeah. Catch Me If You Can is another fun show. Aaron Tveit fans, you'll enjoy that. That's true. Um, she has been in a million great things. Mean Girls, Beetlejuice. Like, we're, we're not covering those. Little Shop. Yeah. Um, Little Shop we might swing around to in a different way. I'd like to, yeah. Um, but... If you have not heard those things, friends, go listen to them. Go be part of that and uh, get to know those shows. And it's she, her career is prolific and awesome. Uh, and I encourage you to be a part of it. Listen oh. to it heartily. Uh, and uh, we did it. We did it. Okay. <laughs> We're so there. today. We made it. We did do it. Listen, did I think about just shutting the podcast down because we've done it a little? Um, Goals accomplished. What's next? Sure, but uh, I was told I have to keep going. <laughs> sure. Here's the thing. At one point, we were like, let's get her on the podcast. That's sure. not. Now that's now the like. That's, that's the, the next, next thing, I guess. Carrie, do you want to be on our podcast? I think we have 20 listeners at this oh, moment. I think we have more than that. No, but you're probably fine. right. I'm, I'm lowballing it a little um, bit. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe if you would tell the people you're in shows with that we have a podcast. I, d- I have. All right. They know. Sure. Uh, okay. Hairspray. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the um, 60s. Exactly. Sorry. I, here's my <laughs> issue is now I like cannot. I'm like a person that cannot not make show puns and like With show the, jokes. Yeah. I but I it. also effing hate them. So like, sure. I do it and it's I hate It's a lot of self-loathing. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's a weird move to make for here, me. Okay. Here we go. Hairspray <laughs> is uh, the musical that is based on the movie by John Waters. The fun part is John Waters did have a little hand in it and was present for it nice. and very much part of its inception, which kind of makes it um, kind of makes it a little bit fun. The movie pretty different, but like plot wise, kind of similar. Yeah. Um, but John Waters is an iconic director who brought us all kinds of different things. Um, but it, based on the 1988 film, also called Hairspray, uh, music and lyrics by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman book by Mark O'Donnell, and it's it's just great. It's set in 1962 Baltimore. 
Um, and uh, John Waters was from Baltimore, so he a lot of his stuff were love letters to the city, and sure. just he loved it. I mean, right um, what you know, right? Was that? I mean, right what you know, right? Exactly. So uh, brought it. Uh, it did uh, out of town open in 2002 in Seattle. Moved to Broadway later in that year. It would go on to win eight Tony Awards, Count them. Eight. including Best Musical. Uh, eight out of the 13 noms. Uh, insanely impressive. It ran for 2,642 performances and finally closed on January 4th, 2009. It has had national tours, West End production, foreign things. It was adapted in 2007 as a movie starring Zac Efron, mm. and it wasn't good, but it that's was, fine. Yeah. No, here's, <laughs> and here's why. They diminished the Carrie Butler role of Penny Pinkleton, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. Um, but it was truly uh, just uh, one of those show, one of those it, like struck gold uh, and kind of continued on. So uh, we will get into it. Um, also, the original show had like a blockbuster of people uh, of established like uh, theater Broadway, Broadway veterans heads, yeah. and like icons, and then a lot of people we know now, yeah. uh, which is kind of an interesting thing. So uh, beginning with. Uh, and we'll talk about this as we go through, but Matthew Morrison, who we know from Glee, and who... Did we cancel Matthew Morrison? Unclear. I don't know yet, but I like his voice. Sure. He was original in Glarkin. Um, uh, Marissa Jarrett Winokur, uh, Harvey Firestein, like, that's one of his big ones. Dick Latessa was in this. Jackie Hoffman. Like, it just was a ton, a ton of people that we now know as, like, truly people that are like, whoa, these are names we talk about all the time. Laura Bell Bundy. I was going to say, Laura uh, Bell this Bundy was, is the yep, one that I always think of. Absolutely, about. before her Legally Blonde days. So, anyway, we will get into it. Um, Just kidding. I'm somehow accidentally Scroll in it. some random stuff. All right. <laughs> it go. is June 1962 in Baltimore. How's it June, though, when they're in school? Maybe it's right the end before of the school, school year. Sure. Yeah, it's like uh, it's June first. Sure, I already <laughs> we'll got tripped. I already got tripped up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, June 1962 in Baltimore, Tracy Turnblad, an overweight high school student, wakes up and sings "Good Morning Baltimore." There she is, um, and she's heading on her way to school. Um, I love and the way people do that too. Like me the, too, the where she's bed. up the upright yeah. vertical bed, and then it like peels away. She's dressed. There's a flasher, which is a little nod to the original movie, yeah. uh, and just sort of the lewdness of Baltimore. But she is a plucky, cheery lady who doesn't care about any of that. Her eyes pop open. That's right. And she gets to school. Um, she is warned that her hair is an inappropriate height. Which I just, like, hilarious to me. It's very funny. <laughs> what? Um, and she basically, she gets through that. Rushes home with her BFF Penny, Penny, played by the incomparable Carrie Butler. Carrie, and I'm just gonna keep accentuating thank that you. way. That's what and, I'm doing today. <laughs> uh, she basically they sit down to they. Her mom is like runs a little laundrette, like ironing and stuff or whatever. I guess laundry. Yeah. And they sit down, turn on the old TV to watch the Courtney Collins show where we are treated to the nicest kids in town. They do kind of a, like a Mickey Mouse Club roll yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we find out that one of the members, Brenda, is leaving for nine months. For nine months? We, we, oh, we don't know why. Brenda. Um, sure. Look Bren- at your life. Look Bren- at your choices. <laughs> Brenda got knocked up. Um, okay, so. That, that, thus precipitating, though, um, an opening on the Courtney Collins show for these teenagers that are these local teenagers. Um, and so we find out uh, Tracy begs to be on the Courtney Collins show and to go audition. Aww. But something to kind of understand is that Courtney Collins is like white, nice white kids, literally part of the song. Um, it is like the perfect all-American looking kids. They're all 
svelte and whatever and clean cut and all these things. And so we kind of hear, um, <laughs> we start about it by hearing, um, Penny's mother, Prudy, played by Jackie Hoffman, uh, complains of it being race music. Um, interesting. Well, that um, character is funny because as the show goes on, you see that she's like a crazy Jesus freak. She's and a crazy like, Jesus freak. She like keeps like throwing the Bible at her daughter exactly. like, as a punishment. Um, which and is then cute. Uh, Edna, fearing that uh, poor Tracy will be laughed at or made fun of because she's overweight, yeah. um, is like, please don't go audition. And then you sort of cut to Amber, who's like the lead white supremacist, not white supremacist, Whoa. But, <laughs> but well, in that way of like, she's blonde, she's blue eyed, she's yeah. all those things. Um, who's kind of, she fancies herself sort of the lead girl on the Courtney Collins show, has a similar, uh, argument with her mother about doing things and being in the right place. And they sing this great song, Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now, in which it is pretty great. And these three girls are like very, very different places, but have similar trials and tribulations with their mother. I mean, as a teen girl, you know, yep. it's like a very relatable song, right? Absolutely. Uh, hickeys and teenage boys and things. We also learn that Amber and Link are an item because they're like the perfect couple. Yeah. Uh, And so we all that kind of gets conveyed in the beginning. Um, Tracy gets permission from her dad Wilbur, who runs a joke shop, uh, and he is very lovable and very fun. It should be noted. Tracy's mom, Edna, is played by Harvey Firestein. I was going to so, bring that up. Yeah. Uh, in which, if you don't know who that is, go look it up. He's got a very distinct, very gravelly, deep voice. Oh, and so, so it's very funny to kind of see her played in that way. Uh, Edna played in that way. And then Wilbur's like a slip of a man, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, physically, the comedic play there is that one lady is, like, a tall, giant man yeah. playing a lady. And the man is, like, a small, fun guy. Well, and Edna's traditionally played in drag. Correct. Like, I, I, yep. I've seen it one I, time. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever seen it not in drag. I saw it as a high school production where they, well, they made sure. it a girl. And I was like, this mm. is, does not read correctly. It's written, I mean, the tongue-in-cheek humor is written for someone in drag. And I it's agree. very funny when it's a man. It's not funny when it's a woman. Sure. And which um, may be too real where you're like, Meh. It is too real. Because they talk about girls like us and, like, the size thing. Yep. And then it's just, like, a very tall woman who is usually pretty big. And you're like, yep. oh, this is, this Rough. is awkward now. Um, yeah. So, uh, Wilbur, Tracy's dad, says, gives gives him her blessing and encouragement and says, you go be you. You go try out for this show. It's going to be great. Um, as she goes, uh, Tracy bumps into teenage heartthrob Link Larkin, who played by Matthew Morrison. Yeah. And she has kind of one of those dream sequence moments where <laughs> she goes, I can hear the bells. Everything moving in and slow And everything motion. moves in slow yeah. motions. And she basically sings about how she's going to marry him. Sure. Um, and it's done very comedically. You do when you're in high school. Of course. And it's done very comedically where she's like, uh, Penny's like, I can't, what's happening to you? I don't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> like, she thinks anything? her friend is maybe having, like, an episode. Yeah. Well, um, you know, what a weird thing, too, to, like, be going to high school and, like, this dude that's, like, on TV is just, like, in your algebra class. Absolutely. What's up with that? 60s, man. Um, <laughs> so we kind of get that. Um, Velma Von Tussle, who's Amber's mom. Oh, I love her. Um, she's and just, crazy. She is maybe a white supremacist. She, she she's pretty bit. racist. Yeah. She's terribly racist. Um, she's just delicious to play. A very fun villain to play, yeah. but um, she is the producer of the Courtney Collins show, and, and obviously that's why Amber keeps getting thrust in the spotlight, and she keeps telling Courtney Collins that he needs to, like, tighten it up, white kids only, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and also mold. does not like Tracy because she's a large, beautiful lady. Because she's 
beautiful. Correct. And, and so she rejects her from the audition and sings The Legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs, which is a weird-ass song. It is a weird-ass song. I'm yep. here for it. Correct. It's so weird. I love it. Um, while she's kicking Tracy out, she's also kicking out Little Inez, a black girl. Who is because, so good. Who is so, so good. And every production I've ever seen that person playing it, that girl can sing. The and best it's singer and dancer bananas. in the whole production. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so we're sad about it. Um, Tracy, we cut back to the school where Tracy's kind of on the outs. She doesn't fit in with kind of all these like popular kids. She is sent to detention because of her hair and she meets, uh, Still, seaweed. Again. Sure. She meets seaweed Jay Stubbs, the son of the hostess of Negro Day on the Corny Collins show, Motormouth Mabel, who we will talk about in a moment. But, okay. uh, seaweed teaches her some moves the friendship and basically Tracy oh and, it's like, it's so pure and cute i love it well and we realize that she's been sent to detention which is just filled with all black kids yeah and you're like uh-oh racism yeah yeah there's definitely a prejudice there and i yep. wonder if like the teachers don't like tracy either because yep. sure her hair is big but also she's just like takes up a lot of space and well she's it's that. it's the idea of the well we delve into and which is weirdly the crux of this show is anyone is different is ostracized and removed and considered a threat or dumb or lazy or whatever yeah and we start to see that and that that's that's the through line of the show yeah. um we see uh see we teaches her some cool dance moves <laughs> in uh detention and she uses it the next day um her cool dance moves uh to introduce herself to Courtney Collins um, and when Corny sees her dancing and getting those moves, he gives her a place on the Corny Collins show. Which I love. I love I that do he's like... Corny is not, to be fair, racist. No, he's not. He's just like, he has a job. And he has he's a, trying well, and to he's do trying. it. Yeah. Well, he's trying to integrate by having a Negro day. Yeah. He is the one ready to like mix them up and end that Tracy. segregation. Yep. And do all those things. So... I do find it interesting though, because on normal, like in a setting like that, Corny Collins, the host, would not, he'd just be a figurehead. Like, right. there would, he wouldn't have any say in casting, but somehow this guy's like, love her, she's in. Well, I don't know. I mean, in the 60s, I feel like maybe those people, back then, they had more say. Like, Ed Sullivan, maybe. I think, had more say. Now, it is just a figurehead. They go on the news, we tell them what to do, they leave. Yeah. But I think back then, they had a little bit more agency over it. I think, I think the reason why I'm, like, always surprised by that, that plot point is because, like, the the relationship between Velma and Corny is right. very much like she is in charge of him. Right. And she's like, don't talk, don't right. talk to me that way. Like I am your boss producer. Yeah. So when, when he makes a decision like that, like just goes over her head completely. Right. It's like, Oh, Oh, you're well, that's oh. also the beauty of being live on TV. Sure. Can't do a lot. So <laughs> anyway, um, we're back to, so Corny gives Tracy a spot on the Corny Collins show. We cut back to sort of another broadcast of that show. Link, uh, taking a suggestion from Corny, decides to sing a kind of a fun love song. It takes two. I love that song. It's a great song. Um, but sings it to Tracy instead of Amber. Amber is obviously irate. How dare you? And Link. everybody is starting to, I mean, the tides are turning, right? So yeah. everyone's kind of starting to embrace Tracy. Um, it's this kind of fun thing. Um, of I course, love like links like back and forth too, where he's like, sure. I'm supposed to be with Amber, but Tracy is super cool. Sure. And it's, I mean, listen, it's a classic, classic time. Um, after the show in which it's, you know, he gets big raves on it and everything, uh, the sponsor, Mr. Spritzer, appeals to Velma uh, over uh, with Tracy getting on to the show. Um, Velma threatens to fire Corny and is eventually left distraught and determines to ruin Tracy because Corny's like, no thanks, bye. He's well, like, you can't that's... fire me, which he's kind of, in that way, does kind of hold, like, the cards in terms of, yeah. 
Like, what are they going to do? It's called the Corny Collins show. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fire him. He can just go to another show and be like, yep. I'm Corny Collins now. And, like, this isn't my show. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. I But it is interesting that she has the, like, maybe the paperwork in her hand to fire her. Or sure. has the ability to well, get the paperwork. Well, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think she does. Do I think that's just one, I think it's an empty threat where she's just grasping at straws. And sure. he knows it. And that's why he's like, no. Bye. Thanks, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we cut back to uh, Tracy's house in which Edna is now... Um, overwrought with phone calls of people who saw Tracy on the show and are huge fans because, of course, Tracy's representing probably the majority of people yeah. and majority of girls watching and those types of things. And so it's a huge success. They get a call from Mr. Pinky, the owner of a plus-size dress shop, uh, who wants to endorse Tracy and sign her kind of like a spokesperson. Tracy pleads with her mother to, mother to come with her and act as an agent. Um, but we learn Edna has not left the apartment in years oh, because of kind of being sad about how she looks. And we're introduced to her and her hair, I think, is like usually in curlers. Mm-hmm. She's got like a house dress on, like slippers and that kind of thing. Usually and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, doing doing her laundry service, whatever. Tracy convinces her. They go to Mr. Pinky's shop. They sing Welcome to the 60s. Probably one of my favorite songs. I say it's probably my favorite song yep. too. It's so uh, good. It's so so good, and I love this time frame of music and just the '60s and the kind of that evokes. It's a real, bomb. but it's a real fun time because they both get a glam up at yes. Mr. Pinky's, and Edna gets this fun makeover, and you see her confidence kind of boost through the roof. Um, and so it's 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 the best. It's very cool, it's so and we start to see all these things. Uh, culminate where Tracy goes back to school and there's signs up supporting her. Girls have copied her hair. Yeah. That is very Put iconic and very big. Yeah. That's right. Um, and so it's all those things that are pretty cool. We cut to a game of dodgeball and gym in which Amber, sad about Tracy, <laughs> oh, um, Amber. kicks the ball at her, knocks her out. Link rushes to her side. Penny and Seaweed, who have also developed a little something-something, uh, run to get the nurse. We find out she's out sick. And uh, Seaweed says, you know what will make you feel better? Come to my mom's record shop. Let's go. Yeah. And it's a really fun thing. And I will comment. So I haven't talked a lot about Penny, but Penny is with Tracy in almost all these scenes. She is so funny. And she's a mousy, very quiet, um, sort of that best friend trope of like, yeah, Tracy, gee, that'd be great. Like, yeah. she does kind of this thing where she's just very quiet in the beginning but has these great comedic moments where you get the sense she – and because of her Jesus-pushing mom, you find out she's very sheltered. Well, she's not allowed very, to do a lot. I was just say, very conservative, very strict household – isn't allowed to do a lot. My favorite Penny line is at some point, I don't even know when it is in the show, but like Tracy's going quick somewhere and she's like, Penny's like, Tracy, slow down. My mom says I'm not allowed to perspire. Right. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> so that, right? Funny. Like all these rules. So you get the sense that Penny is very, very sheltered yeah, and, and not allowed to do anything. No. So going to the record shop of a black, a black owned record shop in the black part of neighbor of the, you know, of the neighborhood yeah. is obviously something Penny would never be allowed to do. No, her mother would not appreciate uh, it. Link goes with them too, but is like nervous because now he is in a, listen, friends, if people don't know, I am a minority. This is a weird thing where if you are not in the majority of people, you will never experience this. But uh, Link has now that sort of opposite side of he is now the minority. Yeah. Um, they sing the very fun song, Run and Tell That. Love that song. It's another great bop. What a bop. Um, at the we record doing that store. Right, kids, tell us. Let us know. Sure. Uh, no, I'm confident. <laughs> I don't care. I'll call it a bop. Sure. It's not a banger, so I say it's a bop. Sure, it's a bop. It's um, valid. At the shop, uh, at the record shop, Tracy rallies everybody to march against the station the following day. 
um, Mother Daughter Day, as black people are not allowed on the show except for the monthly Negro Day. So um, that's Tracy's trying to like affect change. It's a real civil rights movement. Yeah. Um, and Motormouth Mabel convinces Edna and Wilbur to march as well. Probably my favorite character. I'll be honest. She's so absolutely. Good. She's so she's, good. She's a badass lady. Mm-hmm. Um, Link declines to participate for the sake of his contract with the show. Uh, and, of course, during the protest, um, <laughs> Velma calls the police. A fight breaks out and arrests everybody. Everybody. Yep. I will um, say, at some point in there, she sings, I think, my favorite song, which is Big Blonde and Beautiful. Yep. I was just going to uh, say, that's the song. Oh, that's the song. Yep. It's so so uh, I love that it's, song. It's, that is a belty time, if you're looking for a belty time. Sure. Uh, and then we end Act 1, everybody's in jail. Everybody in jail. Which well, they took out of the movie, right? And I should that's say, not, yeah, that's yeah. not, well, everybody's in jail, black people and Tracy. That's true. Uh, Penny, I think, is there too, right? No, Penny gets tied up to her bed at her home. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, um, everybody's in jail, black people and Tracy. Um, we go to intermission, come back after Act 2, we find everyone in the penitentiary, women's penitentiary. They sing The Big Doll House. Which, I, uh, also, again, a bop yep. that was cut from the movie that is very good. Oh, and I forgot, Velma and Amber are arrested. They're there as well. Yeah, I like, remember hearing Laura sure. Bundy on the track. Yep. Uh, and also, the governor pardons them, so they're released. As Wilbur bails out all the remaining people. He comes. Wilbur's such a good guy. I just love the him. dad is so great. He's, He's just not pure he, wholesome. He comes in. He pays for everybody's bail. Gets everybody out except Tracy, who has to stay because Velma has manipulated the situation where she is not allowed to She's be released. The worst best um, villain ever. She is alone and wishes uh, sings a little song about uh, Link wishing he was there. Um, back at the Hardy Har Hut, which is Wilbur's joke, which shop. is like the best yep. name. I just love it. Uh, Wilbur and Edna are left destitute because the money it costs to bail everyone out, and Tracy's still in prison. Um, she emphasizes uh, Edna, the mom, sympathizes with her daughter's dream. She had dreamed of making her own line of queen-sized dress patterns, Aww. but kind of got relegated to the what she was doing. Um, they reminisce about their past and how they can never be parted from one another, and they sing "Timeless" to me. I oh my god, it's a, such a cute. Oh duet. my god, I love it every time. I will say, okay, so you and I have seen the movie, I think, more recently than I've seen a stage production of this, so that's why I keep coming back to it. I do think a shining light in that movie is Christopher Walken as the dad. Sure. (laughs) He's so good and um, so cute. Friends, if you can get your hands on an oldie bootleg, Dick Latessa is great as well. But it's this cute song where, um, you know, a lot of times in shows you find the like the driving plot or conflict is like will they won't they mm-hmm. i'm in love with someone else i'm in love with you too and this is like one of those cute things where they're just good people just good and people happy they're to be unproblematic together. and they love each other and just he they're like it doesn't matter that we don't have money because right? i got you i love you let's be together forever hey oh, it's, it's so very cute. very cute so um cute. so we find so they sing that song it's cute um, Tracy's still in jail. Link sneaks in to visit uh, sure, Tracy in solitary. Sure, sneaking into jail. Sure. That's fine. Nothing's um, weird here. <laughs> he visits Tracy in solitary confinement, and Link, Tracy reunite, and he kind of confess. They confess their love for one another. Oh. Penny's mother, Prudy, punishes Penny for going to jail without her permission. Oh. So you're right. How dare you, Penny? Uh, and ties her up to her bedroom, where seaweed comes in and rescues her. They sing a very fun song called "Without Love." And what's kind of fun about this, and, um... Isn't it all four of them? They it's like all four sing, of them. Yeah. They sing Link and Tracy are together, Seaweed and, um... Uh, Seaweed and Penny are together. But it's very fun because 
Carrie Butler did this thing throughout the show where when she's Penny and sort of laced up Penny, she has this kind of funny, like, nasally voice. Yeah, it's a little affect too. Uh, yeah. And then as soon as she sort of admits her, like, love for seaweed, um, once you've had chocolate, once you've tasted chocolate, there ain't never going back. Oh, and she, like... She belts it yeah, and turns on this, like, belty, bluesy freaking yeah. voice and it's very it's a very fun there's a like, little vocal turn. in there like, i'm yeah. going back it's yeah cute. it's a very yeah. fun uh vocal turn where you see her character go from very like laced up to you're like oh i see uh and so they well, both that's, like audible character development Correct. right like it's a thing that's like a, what a what a beautiful acting choice where yep. you're like hey uh you can see the switch in my character here because she has grown that's right so well she's in love with a chocolate man so chocolate. uh okay so they sing those songs and everybody is to uh, in love with each other. Um, they both, uh, there's a very other funny scene. So um, Penny's mom ties her to the bed and then Seaweed <laughs> what a, what does a, a thing where, well, seaweed, seaweed does a thing where he produces uh, a knife yep. and cuts her free. But it's, uh, it's, he produces it as he sings living in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it's very, so it's very funny. Um, so they sing that, uh, Link breaks Tracy out of jail and they all go back to Motormouth Mabel's record shop. Um, she thinks it's unfair. Tracy thinks it's unfair that after all the work, Corny Collins is still going to be segregated. Uh, and they devise a plan to integrate the show. And this is, pro- this is the 11 o'clock number, surely. Um, Motormouth Mabel sings, I know where I've been. Oh my God. Yes. And it's her basically being like, kids, you're new to this fight. You're new to this fight for equality and civil rights. And keep in mind, the show's set in the 60s, so right at the precipice of all these things. Yeah. And, you know, so, and it's it's such a good song. It I mean, it's so just, bad. it's so, so good. Uh, and it's, it's it so really, poignant, well, it's and it's so her poignant. singing about the struggle that she's been fighting and how she doesn't want it for her kids and, and all these things. So, yeah. And it's also a bit on the timeless side. Like, I feel like yep. you could ap- apply it to some of the yep. things that happened in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Still be oh, man. We're still... Listen, it, it's an important number to have. Um, interestingly, in it almost didn't make it into the show. Um, they wanted to... They thought it was too preachy and too, like... They didn't want to be, like, one of those shows that's Ooh. like, look at us, we're a civil rights show. Yeah. Sing, 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 dance, dance, dance. I mean, it's hard to get away from that, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Well, in other shows, and I think part of my problem with some stuff that, like, newer shows, is it get a little preachy and it's too in your face? And this, yeah. to me, was just very part of the show. Yeah, Part well, of that character. And that's one of the things that I really like about the song, is that, like, it will... The whole show is very, like, cotton candy and, like, it's upbeat, it's fun. Yeah. We're talking about real stuff, yeah. but in through the lens of, like, a high school girl. Yeah. And this song forces the audience to say, like, hey, listen, I'm glad you're having a nice time, but really stop and think about what we're trying to communicate well, here. And it's a very important message. And I like that the messaging is discrimination, obviously, racially, but we see Tracy get discriminated yeah. because she's different and she's large and all these things. So. Yeah. Anyway, we get to the day of the Miss Teenage Hairspray competition on the Corny Collins show. Ooh. He sings It's Hairspray. Yeah. So we give a little nod to the name and of the I show. I love a good, like, title song. That's right. <laughs> um, Halfway through the second act. Amber gets to show off her talents because she's trying to get votes. It's very American Idol, like, vote for your favorite. Yes. Uh, and she sings a song called Cooties. I love this song. I Like, I know it's, like, sure, a you mean do. song, but I love uh, it. It's, it. But in a way where it's a fun villain's song. It's such a fun villain song. It's, like, throwback to, like, your childhood. And yep. you're like, here, you take your cootie shot. Like, That's I just, right. like, think it's so cute. Still kind of racist in a 
little way, bit. Fun way, but, yeah, you know. But um, it's just, she's such a brat. And I just, you know, she's a product of her environment. Absolutely. It's so cute. Um, she finishes that. And just as the results are about to be announced, Tracy busts in in a magenta dress. Magenta. Um, with everybody. And uh, it's very 60s. Her hair is huge. And she basically takes over everything uh, and is declared the winner of the competition. Yes. Uh, Amber and Velma protest the results, claiming it's all wrong. Um, when little Inez tries to take the crown by force, Amber refuses to hand it over, but Tracy stops her and says the competition doesn't matter. All that matters is her future with Link. Obviously. Um, cause she loves him. Sure. You're um, in high school. That's fine. But keep going. It's that's fine. right. She then proclaims that, uh, the Courtney Collins show is now forever and always never now and forever more racially integrated. Yes. Everybody goes wild, including the crowd. Uh, seeing this, the uh, sponsor, Mr. Spritzer, uh, gets on board because it's going to make him more money. And yes, that's called you do. capitalism. Uh, and basically says uh, Tracy is pardoned. He gives her a full scholarship. Wait. Uh, sure. She's <laughs> also, but she in the whole show is referred to as dumb all the time. They so, don't, like, yeah. She doesn't I don't know if that's smart. her dream, but that's fine. But also, like, in what, what is his authority? Like, the governor like is well, like, yeah. pardons um, her. But, like, what this guy is just like, sure. I'm the sponsor of the show, so I'm just going to say. It he like, he it also happen. offers Link a recording contract and Velma of the position of vice president at Ultra Glow, which is beauty products for women of color. So obviously she hates that because she's a this racist. This guy must like own the town. I Perhaps. mean, she is racist sure, and Ultra, terrible. He owns Ultra Clutch hairspray. Yeah, and um, I love that she gets what's coming to her, but he just gives everybody everything, and we're like, sure, what? Uh, Prudy arrives and is now sees how happy Penny is with seaweed, accepts her daughter for who she is, as someone in her. a interracial an interracial relationship. You go, girl. And um, they basically sing what I would consider. One of Broadway's Oof. best closing numbers, You Can't Stop the, the Beat. The best. You can't stop to breathe. That's how we Sure. It's, listen, it's it's a great closer. It's, it's exactly so what every closure should be. It's high tempo. It kind of wraps everything up. Um, we Motormouth sings this moment. Edna sings a moment. Uh, Penny is revealed in her sort of, in the whole show, she's in this like dowdy, like not Catholic schoolgirl, but almost like that. Yeah, it's close. Um, and she reveals her big giant hair, her checkerboard uh, dress because she's now a checkerboard lady, which think about it. Black and white. Uh, and so uh, they all sing and everyone kind of lives happily ever after. They even invite Amber and her mother to join and they're, rel- they're like, no, we can't. And then they're like, yeah, yes, I guess we can. And yes, everybody can. ends and uh, racism is over. Sure. Racism is over in this scope of the show. Sure. So that's, listen, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, I think that it's one of, you know, one of the best shows. In, it's so fun. And kind of timeless in that way where these things, the 60s civil rights movement, obviously over, but the pursuit of equality, racial equality in this country, yeah. still very much a thing. Well, that's what I was thinking when we were talking about I Know Where I've Been, is like, yep. you know, it was it was timely at the time, um, but yep. it is also a song that is pretty timeless in that there, there are a lot of a lot of the ideas yeah. that that can be applied to what's going on now and for the last few years. So, uh, Friends, oh. if you think that racism is over, you're probably white. Mm. Uh, That's true. No offense, yeah. but uh, it's something that is still very, very much a struggle. And now we have these other groups, too, and it's, it's one of those things where um, listen, we can't tell you what to do. We're just a theater podcast, but uh, treat people nicely and like they're humans. And if you do that, you're probably on a pretty good way to live in an okay life. Yeah. 
Uh, just kind of a wrap up here of a couple notable people who have been in the show, yeah. uh, which is kind of a fun thing, uh, to think about. Harvey Firestein obviously made that very, very popular, but a lot of fun. Michael McKeon, Bruce Valanche, all these people played uh, George Edna. Wendt have all played Edna. Amazing. Um, I think a notable fun thing, Corny Collins has also been played by Lance Bass and John Stamos. Yes! Uh, which I think is hilarious. Lance Bass, um, John Stamos. Link Larkin has also been played by Andrew Rannells, a- Ashley Parker Angel, who was part of a really weird band group boy band group in like the 2000s Fabulous. Nick Jonas Aaron Tveit all those people Aaron have played Tveit. him and uh, no one did it better than Carrie Butler so I won't even bring it up no just kidding <laughs> uh, uh, a couple other people in there Diana DeGarmo was one uh, Casey Levy um, all people who are still floating around a lot of people did replacement in this um, Laura Bell Bundy obviously went on to do things Haley Duff Ashley Spencer Aubrey O'Day all played uh, Amber so Haley Duff that's Hello. right that's right <laughs> um, so listen if you get a chance th- listen they made the movie the movie was okay it's you know fine. my biggest complaint with the movie was they lessened the penny part um, cut a bunch of music. That's so. Good. I think you. I think you said they. If I recall, they cut "Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now." One of my favorite songs. Uh, they just reduced it a lot. Now they also did it as a live. Uh, when we started doing all oh, the live musicals yeah. on TV. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Ariana Grande played Penny. She was uh, and is a big, big fan of that. And uh, obviously Jennifer Hudson. She was to me the best part of that production. Uh, I the cast I think did a fine job. The weird thing about that production is they tried so hard to make it not like a proscenium style staging, right. and they kind of just put the cameras everywhere. And I think it made the staging like weird, weird. They made it weird. so awkward, uh, and it was weird to watch. Jennifer Hudson, fantastic. Anyway, killed it. Uh, Maybe it we weird. will talk about uh, all these live productions that have come on in mm-hmm. the last few years. Kind of made a comeback, but we'll talk about the good and the bad and the ugly of those in a future yeah. app. Um, I think. Lauren, let's on a scale of zero hair, bald, <laughs> bald, uh, to oh high, large, sixties hair, hair, Tracy hair. Yeah, what would you give it? Uh, well, like how many inches is this hair? I'm gonna say ten. Ten, sure. Nine and a half. Great. I love it. Like, here's the thing. Uh, love this show. It's it's very popular, so maybe that makes me a little basic, but I don't care. Um, it's it's the music is super fun. It's it's an uplifting show. It's uplifting. It's a feel good, but also with like very important messaging that I love and appreciate. Um, yeah. yeah nine and it, a half. Listen, these songs will get in your head and they will stay in your head, yes, and they're they great. Uh, I give it a ten. I give it you know full hair. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the show that put Carrie Butler kind of on the map a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, to me, this is. Uh, I mean, she's been doing stuff and replacements beforehand, but this was kind of what she got to know. And I think an interesting thing is you know young actors out there Carrie Butler got cast as this and um her part was a lot smaller in the workshops yeah and then she just kept doing things kind of to build the character not anything upstaging or anything weird like that because making choices friends don't upstage is obnoxious um but they saw what she was doing and kept adding to her part and giving her things and so that's a real great message of no part is a small part no I mean take what you have and like even a smaller part or a part that has less stage time can like really steal a show if Absolutely. you do it correctly and respectfully. Yep. Um, and that's the beauty of a workshop, right? Yep. It's like they, you know, add things and, and grow things as as sure. they do with, with actors that they have. Absolutely. So. Uh, Lauren, what do we have coming up on the pod? Okay, guys, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> this has been something that I think we've been talking about for, like, before... Years! Like, <laughs> we just were like, we should have a podcast. Yeah, and the only thing we had planned was, like, this... So we're, truly, yeah. So we have a holiday special. We're like planning. We're ready to go, and and it's gonna be. We're gonna watch cats, 
and we're going to talk musical about it. movie. The Cats musical. Neither of us have seen it. Yep, I have uh, not. Really excited. I've been saving about it, it for literally this <laughs> for podcast. This. I've like actively avoided watching. Not that everyone I know is like, hey, let's watch Cats. No, together. I agree. Like, well, also, <laughs> not sure. easy, that. weirdly easy to avoid. Uh, so, friends, Fine. we're gonna it's, we're gonna call it the Cats Christmas Spectacular. I'm so excited coming about to it. you around the Christmas times, and we can't wait to watch that live. We hope you tune in and do the thing where we start the movie, you start the movie, and you watch along with us. Um, we're yeah. excited for that, so stay tuned. If there is a moment in Cats that you think we need to specifically like pay attention like, to. Like, you're like, don't spoil it for us, but be like, yo, yeah. at minute one, yeah, one. During this song, yeah. pay attention to this weird thing in the background, because some of the editing, let's be honest, was weird. Sure. We're hoping we can find the butthole and hands cut. Yes, we want to see Judy Dench's hands. I really Not want that. Butthole, but Not her butthole. Sure, sure. I didn't you. know what you were going to say. No. Um, <laughs> So anyway, uh, <laughs> join us for that. That is coming in I'm the next so couple episodes. It. That uh, might be one where we have like beverages too. And, like, of course, it's like, yeah. yeah no, I'm no, really it's excited be about great. it. Uh, <laughs> and as always, you can follow us on our socials at Downstage Left Pot. No, Downstage Left PC. Sorry. Yeah, I'm good. literally the one who made the handles, and you I like, forget all the time. We're on all the socials that way at Downstage Left PC Gmail If you have some longer thoughts you want to share with us, throw us a rating or review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Sure, guys. It it'll help us grow. It'll help people find us you can tell your friends about it if you're like my i know my listen if i am your teacher maybe don't do that but if, if you are uh, not i know i have like I'm a not, couple of i'm students. not anyone's teacher so you can tell whoever you want to listen to it i know i have a couple mind. students that are listening they come to me every once in a while sure. they like quote the podcast at me which is like uh fun. sure me too um, in which I, we appreciate you listening and you uh you know tell some friends uh any uh, you know listen we we enjoy doing this we're not doing it for anyone really but ourselves but if you listen with us that's great too uh, Alright, I think we did this. Exit stage left, pursued by a puff of hairspray. Puff of hairspray.